Snap. We have a sponsor. I want to be clear. This is a cool sponsor, and you should, you really should just go check them out. Like, legit. BustedTees.com. They have a huge selection of geeky hats, t-shirts, stickers, and socks. Themes from Star Wars and Star Trek to Harry Potter, Pac-Man, Back to the Future, other video game references, just all kinds of geeky, cool culture. You're definitely going to find something there that speaks to your inner geek. Here's the deal. At checkout, you're going to see a spot to enter a code. Type in my name, that's Jason, followed by the number 25945. That's Jason25945. Get a pretty sweet discount. There's a link over on the website or head over to bustedtees.com and enter Jason25945 at checkout. Bustedtees.com. Designs that pop culture. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? You Who makes a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? You all right so here we are back again for another fun-filled and exciting edition of the mixtape podcast i'm jason emmett and I'm Twisted Kid Matt. And that's it. That's all you're getting for this one. Wow. I mean, you'll yep. get another voice here in a few minutes, but for now, that's all you get. Uh, we are recording the intro for our um, Dennis Dyken episode. And if you don't know, Dennis is the drummer for a really awesome band called The Smithereens. And if you don't know who they are, well, I can't help you. You need to go listen because they're awesome. Uh, I've been a big fan of the Smithereens for a long time, so I was pretty happy when um, Dennis agreed to uh, give us an interview. And you're going to hear from him here in a few minutes. But Dennis is an awesome guy. He is. Uh, he's been with the Smithereens uh, since they since they formed, um, which he will talk about here on the show. He's a drummer. He is a music historian. He has done all sorts of stuff and worked with all kinds of incredible people. Uh, but what's really cool about this particular episode is a piece of news we get to break um, that uh, and we'll, we'll save it for the interview, right? We'll save it for the interview because he breaks it at the end of the interview. But we were really happy to have the opportunity to speak with him. So Matt and I got to talk to him the other day. Um, I think everything went great. I think Dennis was a great dude. And uh, yeah, let's go check out the smithereens if you haven't done that in a while. Uh, before we get started with the interview, though, we want to do what we always do. We're going to give you a little bit of information. We have been working tirelessly, tirelessly to give you the YouTube channel. Hopefully that'll be out soon. Uh, we have links available. The uh, tiny URL links are available at the website. Uh, they'll probably be in the show notes for this one if I remember to do it. Um, <laughs> of course, it's up on our Twitter, uh, Facebook. We are on Facebook. Uh, Tapeworms, fans of the Mixtape Podcast. There's a URL. If you could find that URL and go over and go ahead and subscribe to our channel, there's a teaser, a uh, little teaser trailer up for the upcoming YouTube channel. It would really help us out if you could subscribe early, though. Um, we're trying to get a few things done, and in order to do that, we need subscriptions. So please go over there and do that if you can. You can follow us on all the social medias, uh, TikTok, we are mix underscore tape underscore podcast. I think I got, no, not TikTok, uh, Instagram, <laughs> mix underscore. Yeah, Instagram, the underscore mix underscore tape underscore podcast. And actually on the YouTube channel, all of these will be scrolling across the screen the entire time. It really, so just, yeah, once we get on Just YouTube, wait a few yeah. seconds, you'll see it pop up. So. Yeah. Um, once we get on it's YouTube. There. Yeah, once we get on YouTube, uh, we're also there's also uh, links to everything over at the website, which is uh, themixtapepod.com. Um, we're mix underscore tape underscore pod on Twitter, and we are on TikTok. Uh, see, I forget shit as I get older, man. I can't help it, man. It's my brain is just slipping into oblivion. Yeah. Do you, think, do you think it'll be nice in oblivion? 
peaceful. I hope so. It really It'll probably look like what you see over my shoulder right now. Peaceful. Just floating nicely out into space. Peaceful. We're also recording this as a little test footage thing, so yeah. that's just going to be for us. Yeah, so quit telling people it, what us. it looks like over your shoulder. They can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like space. Uh, we got some Giant real cool blueberry in space stuff coming up. Besides the YouTube, we have other cool stuff coming up. So please stick around and pay attention to uh, everything we tell you because everything we tell you is awesome and worth listening to. Uh, best place to find out is through our social media. So that's why we pimp that so hard. We also have that sponsor, which is BustedTees.com. Please go over there, show them some love as well, and use the promo code and get a really cool discount. Uh, all of that is also available on the website. That's why we keep telling you to go to the website because the website's awesome. But you know what else is on the website? Uh, you can buy Recipes. one of ours. <laughs> There's a recipe oh, for, yeah. Yeah, that too. And uh, you can also buy one of our shirts. So we highly recommend yeah. you do that as well because they're pretty awesome. Uh, I want to go ahead just for a couple of minutes. I know we do this a lot, but give love to a few shows. Uh, the guys over at Not A Bomb, which uh, Matt was on not that long ago. Please go check out their oh, show. Yeah. Uh, they're friends of the show. We highly recommend them. Um, want to, uh, of course, give a, give a hey, you guys, to hey, you guys, because, you know, they're awesome. Check out the Hey, You Guys podcast. Behind the Funny podcast, uh, 80s and 90s Now podcast, uh, Matt. <laughs> we need to have a list of these just written out it's next to us. too many. It's too um, many Scream Queens. The new one with yeah, a Z. Yeah, Scream Queens. Yeah, Scream Queens with a Z. We got uh, Ghoul's Night In. They're, they're new friends to the show. Uh, hope to have them on sometime soon. Pretty awesome people. Yeah. Um, trying to think of some others. Down. It's too gotta, many. Gotta a, it's just way too many, and my brain can't keep up because there's just awesome people we talk to on a regular. So uh, yeah. I try to put them in the show notes. A lot of them are in the show notes. Um, I'm going to be setting some up, uh, something up on the website where we have a friends of the show page. I'm working on that now, so that'll be over there as well. So please check that out. Last but not least, uh, please uh, give us a review wherever you're listening to this. And if you don't mind, go ahead and hit that subscription button. We would really appreciate it as well. think that's all we got as far as the business stuff. Like I said, we had the opportunity to speak to Dennis. He's He was a great guy. We were pretty privileged i think to, to have the chance to speak to him especially since they were kind of breaking some news uh we were supposed yeah. to speak to him the day before that news broke but some scheduling issues came up so I, it would have been cool to break the news but it's also kind of cool to to know that uh, we're going to be telling you about a new cd and that it's already available so you can go get yes, it, like, it as you're listening to this which i highly recommend Kind of tell you a little bit about uh, Dennis. You know, like I said, Dennis is a drummer. He's a music historian. He's been with the Smithereens since their inception, like since the beginning. Um, we'll talk a lot about how the band got its start. The band kind of came out of uh, New Jersey. Um, Smithereens have been around for a long time. They've had, uh, he'll, we get into it here in the interview, but their influences spread, man. It's spread everywhere. And Kurt Cobain has actually had actually come out and said they were one of his biggest influences. I think I talk about this. I talked about this with you, Matt, but going back and I've been listening to the Smithereens a lot the last few weeks and I hear it. Like I can, I can hear yeah. the kind of influence in Nirvana songs from the Smithereens, especially if you listen to songs like, uh, only a memory and, and stuff like that, uh, to, yeah. uh, like blood and roses like i i way hear it like the you, there, there's definitely a sound in there that i think must have affected kurt cobain a lot because i hear it when i go back and listen to nirvana songs now so i think that's really cool to know this guy's been around a long time and they've uh, they've really influenced quite a few bands and yeah, uh, i think they recently celebrated their 40 year anniversary which is really cool yeah they yeah. they actually formed back in 1980 so yeah, and Dennis has been with them ever since then. And we do talk to Dennis a little bit about the Smithereens. Um, it's hard. We we only got a, a small amount of time with them, and it's difficult because uh, we told him uh, we tell him on the interview. There's so much we could talk to him about because he's worked with yeah. so many people. Um, we briefly get to talk to him about his work with with uh, Benny King and Joey Ramone and Ronnie Spector. I could have talked to him about Ronnie Spector and you know Joey Ramone for hours. Just, you know, getting yeah, like just just those musicians alone were enough to to like sp just go off in different directions yeah, of like, well, what was this like talking to them? 
And uh, as you guys hear in, in the episode, um, we mentioned talking or uh, working with Joey Ramone and uh, we do get a little bit of a Weird Al story. A we little do. Bit. Little Weird Al. And uh, that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Little Weird Al, little what, David Byrne. <laughs> you know, Weird Al, David Byrne. And, um, just, I, I, I think he, he didn't really come out and say it. I think he must've been like a session drummer for some of that stuff. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. I think he's played I'm for a lot of I'm definitely going to have to go back and listen to that, uh, Dr. Demento tribute album. I yeah. Gotta, I got to hear some of those songs on there. Yeah. It's really cool. Actually that that exists yeah. in this world is a good thing. Yeah. Um, and Joan Jett's involved. <laughs> yeah. A <laughs> like, lot of people. It's, it's a very interesting yeah. album. Yeah. And uh, he he definitely talks about that. You know, he didn't get to meet Weird Al directly, but he has got to work with Weird Al. And he talks a little bit, bit about uh, Bermuda, old Bermuda Schwartz, which is really cool. And, um, you know, and this is just Dennis. I mean, the Smithereens, too. We're talking about another really iconic band that has worked with some huge names in the industry. I mean, you know, they Lou Graham, and I know they've done stuff with the Kinks. Um, I know they've stuff. I, I think they did stuff with um, with like Belinda Carl, like just all kinds of people. And you know, I, I think he said he was talking about how they toured with Squeeze a few years ago. Just just all yeah. kinds of cool stuff. So uh, kind of a really iconic band, and I think they're they have a fairly loyal fan base. And I've been listening to them for a long time. So when it was one of those things where I I saw that we had the opportunity to speak with Dennis. You know, we jumped all over it and so glad we did. So glad we did because it was a good yeah, time. It was a good time. We don't do this often, but we're going to tease a little. Um, we have another interview on next week's show and we do highly recommend you check that one out too. It's funny because we're going to go from the smithereens to a little more hardcore, but uh, yeah. it's a really good one too. So please keep listening. Yeah, you know? it's going to be good. So. <laughs> Shut the hell up, <laughs> <laughs> Loyal listeners might know what that was. <laughs> yeah, they will. <laughs> yeah. 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 Got to do it at least a couple times. Like without, without further ado, before we go, before we spiral out of control, let's go ahead and kick off the interview. We'll come back and close out this episode. Uh, but let's go ahead and let Dennis do some talking. Listen up, tapeworms. The Mixtape Podcast wants you. Drop us an email, yourmixtapepodcast at gmail.com. Or leave a voicemail, 513-HERAD77. That's 513-437-2377. All the cool kids are doing it. You want to be cool, don't you? Hey, Dennis, how's it going? Hello, guys. I was pretty excited that we had the chance to speak to you uh, in particular, um, not just because, you know, I like the Smithereens a lot, but I, you know, I know a little bit about you and I know you're somewhat a, of a like music historian, like just in general, like, so I thought that's pretty cool. So it's going to be hard because we, we would love to just pick your brain about you being you for a while and we might ask you a few questions about you in general. And then, you know, some band related stuff too. So, okay. What, whatever you want. I'm flattered and I appreciate it very much. Uh, well, we do have some cool stuff that, uh, we'll talk about here in a few minutes. Some really cool stuff that, uh, that maybe you can share with people. But before we do that, I like to start at the beginning. Um, I like to find out, like, when did you, when did you start? When did you start playing drums? Like, what got you involved in music to begin with? I started my, my interest in music started when I was super, super young. Probably, well, ever since I can remember, but I got my first toy drum that I asked for for Christmas when I was two going on three years old. And I started uh, playing with, you guys might not remember, Tinker Toys and Lincoln Logs. Oh, yeah. They were, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know what they are. So those are my drumsticks until till Maddie DeFilippis' mom, who lived across the street <laughs> when we moved to Carteret, New Jersey, she gave me my first pair of drumsticks and when I was seven. So anyway, I, was, I got the bug real early, and I think it was just from watching American Bandstand every day on TV, you know? Um, I connected at a super young age with the pop records that were out, and, and I guess one of the one of the big numbers that pushed things over the edge is when the twist happened. I was young, young enough to remember the mania that surrounded that. It kind of gets forgotten, but the twist was real big deal in 61, 62. Anyway, 
so Christmas, when I was five years old, Christmas, that Christmas, I got a bunch of 45s that, uh, you know, but Four Seasons, the Orlans and uh, Elvis Presley, a couple others. And that, that really started the ball rolling for me wanting to keep on buying records and collecting records and learning to play drums. So I would play along to the records. And, you know, I, I got my first drum kit when I was 11 in 1968. And I, I'm totally self-taught and uh, didn't have that many other musicians in grammar school, school to play with. But um, when, when I was graduating eighth grade, uh, I did join a band with our the guy, the, the newsboy that delivered our paper had a band. So I started playing with them and they were okay, but they weren't re- what I really wanted. I wanted to be able to play I Can't Explain by The Who. And I thought, if nice. I'm going to high school now, and there's a bunch of new kids I'm going to meet. Maybe I'll find a guitarist that can play I Can't Explain. So the first day of school, Jimmy opens up his loose leaf. I never met him before, and there's colored pictures of the Who in there. And I said, I'm going to talk to this guy. And I did, and we started playing together that week in 1971. Wow. Mm. What a great origin story, man. <laughs> that is pretty good, yeah. So I I mentioned so I mentioned that you know, you know you're a bit of a music historian and you know you've had some opportunities like over the years to work with some like fairly iconic names and a few of them it's it, getting to work with you know Ronnie Spector and Joey Ramone and Benny King people that unfortunately aren't with us anymore can you yeah. can you talk a little bit at like what those experiences were like and and how that affected you as a musician you know um on the worst night, they were still magical. Yeah, <laughs> I know? bet. Uh, it's good to hear. <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie Spector, uh, how sad it was that we lost her Yeah, uh, earlier this year, I think it was, yeah. right? And um, I had the good fortune of playing with her for, oh boy, over 10 years and uh, got to go overseas with her. And uh, it, it, she was one of those talents one of those musical spirits that they only made one of (laughs) and and to be able to go into a studio put on headphones and hear that voice coming through the cans first time that happened that was such a thrill and every time i i took the the drum seat on a gig with her i never stopped to feel how special that was and how cool that was to be able to play with Ronnie Spector. It was a great honor. And uh, she was the real deal. Even later in life, in her career, she still possessed uh, vitality. And she was still uh, doing new material. She was a, a, just a gem. And I, I'm so lucky to have played with her. Benny King, my friend Dave Amels and I actually arranged and produced a session for him for a Bruce Springsteen tribute record. And uh, we did the arrangement ahead of time and had 17 players live in the studio and Benny came in and added his vocal. And, uh, I'm telling you, he was the sweetest guy and one of the most talented people I ever had, uh, a chance to work with. It was, uh, it was really a special moment. You mentioned Joey Ramone. Well, the smithereens opened for the Ramones on our first tour. We did a handful of dates with them. Um, but I think what you might be referring to is I got to actually it was a posthumous <laughs> uh, project. It was a Joey Ramone record. He had recorded a number of sides, demos, and some masters that uh, went unreleased during his lifetime. And uh, Ed Stasium, who had produced quite a few Smithereens records, called me to overdub drums on a song called Party Line on that album that. Um, Oh, I can't remember the name of it, the LP right now, but it's a really great Joey Ramone record. And again, I put on the headphones in the studio and Joey had been gone for a couple of years and there, that voice comes through my yeah. cans. It was really riveting, really something. That speaks a lot too of how highly people must think of you. I mean, that you get that call because they have to know that if they're releasing anything Ramones, there's going to be, you know, uh, there's going to be Ramones fans are going to be out there and they're going to be listening hard to this and they're going to be questioning, you know, every aspect of it. So I think that speaks a lot. Well, thank for you. You, I, you know, I, there's got, yeah, I, I mean, I got to say you, there's probably truth to what you're saying because uh, for all the reasons you stated there, those are special recordings and special moments. And uh, yeah, yeah, I was tickled pink and, and truly honored to be part of that. That's really yeah. cool. Um, I have the name of the album. It's actually uh, Joey Ramones, you know, that's right. That's right. You know, yeah. 
That's, That's cool. a cool. Actually, it's a very good album. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to check it out. Tomorrow, yeah, me too. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I only played on. I played on the one track, but the whole. I gotta say, I really enjoyed when I finally got a copy of the album and listened to it. It was really a treat. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah I'm a big really fan cool. of the Ramones. I kind of uh, discovered them early on growing up, and they became a pretty big influence in a lot of the other music I listened to from there. So, yeah, we started seeing them in '76. You know, I remember Mike and I, Mike Mazaris, our bass player. See, we all grew up together. I, I know Mike since third grade, 1966, and I met Jimmy in high school. So we we really grew up together, going to concerts and buying records and learning how to play together. Uh, so Mike and I went to see the Ramones summer of 76 at Max's Kansas city. And, uh, it was, <laughs> it was a revelation. There was nobody else like them around. It yeah. was re- even though there was a, the whole punk thing and a lot of great music that was happening downtown. Um, the Ramones were really in a class by themselves. Yeah. So, uh, before we, we get into the, you know, some of the smithereen stuff, you're also an author. Is that right? Yeah, I've uh, never written a full book, but I have um, written essays and magazine articles and liner notes. Uh, so, yeah, I guess, does that, what's the actual literal hey, man, meaning? I don't, of the I don't know. Count it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll take it. I mean, we're not. Okay. <laughs> now, um, another, another question I got. Um, is it true that the band name Smithereens came from Looney Tunes and Yosemite Sam, or is that just uh, conjecture? Well, I think it did. Uh, that's what we say, because that's probably the first... Uh, exposure we had to that that word you know when we were kids and we certainly watched those cartoons i mean smithereens was a a word you would hear in various uh, applications on tv but i think that was probably the most pointed reference you know that we had and i used being blown to smithereens yeah it was yosemite sam said i'll blow you varmints to smithereens and uh, it was one of those words that just always sounded cool right and um i used to carry around a little pocket notebook in my in my shirt pocket and anytime i thought of a a good band name i would i would write it down i still do that but i do it on my phone uh (laughs) uh so that was one of several hundred names that i had in my book and it just it actually sounded like the name of a band that should have already existed but uh, the only actually there was a group uh, a glee club from smith college in massachusetts uh, a women's glee club and Smith College Smithereens. They named it. Uh, they named their group Smithereens, and that that existed for a long time. And they were they heard of us, and they actually were happy about. They they didn't care. They they actually sent us a copy of their of their record. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. That's a. That, I'd appreciate that. That'd be a pretty neat thing to have, actually. Um, yeah. I think it it is it is kind of a fitting name, you know, when you think of. So if you think of the band. And this has always been kind of hard because you guys had like a massive, like a lot of people would argue, you guys had a massive influence on the alternative rock movement. And obviously there's some, there's a little bit of punk influence in there. And it kind of fits in both of those levels. The name alone does. It kind of gives you, because you know, you get those punk names that are always like, you know, the cramps and the, you know, they're always like the one word. I think it fits really well. But as far as your, like you said, the massive influence that the band itself had on things like the alternative rock movement of the 90s, I mean, for, for Pete's sake, I think Kurt Cobain named you guys one of his biggest influences. Do you do you feel that it's a true statement that you guys really did have a lot of influence? And do you think this all stems from the music that came before you? So does it, do you feel like the music kind of rolls downhill that somebody picked up on what you guys were doing because you picked up on what someone else was doing? Yeah, I mean, there's uh, no, no nobody lives in a vacuum, right? I right. think everything we do in life is uh, a learned experience. And, and as far as learning music, we we all grew up listening to the radio and buying records and and learning from listening to that. And I mean, really listening hard, right? Sure. And uh, are you guys musicians, by the way? Uh, Matt uh, is a pseudo musician. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it lapsed musician. I, uh, I I found out I was better at working on guitars than playing them. So. Okay, and but I, if you if you if and you too, I'm sorry, you too, no, Jason. I, I grew up in a house um, where so I grew up in a house. My my stepfather owned a recording studio. He was a musician. My parents were in multiple bands. Um, so I grew up my entire life going to gigs and like seeing. Like I saw, 
I think my first, I think my mom took me to a concert when I was like 10 or 11 and it was like the Doobie Brothers and Foreigner. So uh-huh. I've, I've been around every genre of music since for shoot, as long as I can remember. Yeah. So, so both of you have the experience, you know what it's like, uh, even if it's through uh, osmosis, watching sure. your parents or, or, or what have you, or, or learning a little bit on an instrument, you really have to get your head inside the music, right? You have yeah, to yeah. listen to the record really intently and uh, glean from it what you can, and not only technically, but the inspiration too. So to answer your question, certainly um, all of the, the, and this continues to this day, any music that we imbibe, you know, uh, and and that we like is is apt to come out sure. uh through what we do right and um and uh that's really always evolving because we're always exposed to new things and, and different things but yeah I, you know that's what i hear that um uh that we did have some influence on that scene certainly Co- kurt cobain was vocal about that and we did a little work with uh, butch vig <clears throat> who was their producer and he told us that when they were recording excuse me, when they were recording Nevermind that uh, they had our album 11 in the studio and they were listening to it for sounds and different uh, voicings on chords and things like that. So, uh, so yeah, I guess the answer is yes. And, and I suppose if we influence them, then whatever they got from our thing came through in their music. And then, like you said, it rolled down the hill. It, it influenced uh, subsequent acts and artists. So, I mean, that, that's what it's all about, right? We yeah. just, uh, we we take our inspiration from where we can. And then, and it's great if future generations and future uh, artists can get excited about it. It's, it's wonderful, really. Yeah. Now, you guys have had like a lot of real staying power, been around for a very long time. It'll be what? 43 years next year. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Congratulations, first off. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> What what does it take to keep a band going like you guys do? Seeing as how I, as a bass player, uh, am typically the one to get, <laughs> well, the bass player is always uh, the one the, out, the, the band to end at that you know point. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, because a lot what do you of bands, mean? How do you, how do, what I'm saying is like, how do you keep the band? Yeah, going? Yeah, a lot of bands don't yeah. make it that long. I mean, they just yeah. can't stay. Well, you I, I know it's pretty crazy when you really stop and think about it. I think a, a big secret to our longevity and to our success is that, like I said before, we grew up together, and um, and even uh, even the, we met Pat. Geez, we that was 1978, so that's a that's uh, getting closer to 50 years ago. So we all were we were a brotherhood. We are a brotherhood. We're a family, and uh, we like each other. We like hanging out. We like hanging out together. You know what I mean? It's not. When people say, well, do you have any advice to young people who are trying to start out in the music business? And one of my, the key things that I say is do your best to find people that you like to play with, but even somehow more importantly, that you like to spend time with. Yeah. Because if you're really going to work at this thing and try to make a go of it, you're going to be spending a lot of time together. <laughs> Sometimes in some tight places too. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very true. And buses, uh, vans. Yeah, vans, hotel rooms, uh, lounges at airports, and uh, airport and air, you know, airplane seats, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. And and then if you're that, we were fortunate that we we did ha- have that. We were friends before we were bandmates, and. Uh, and it's just it's really key and that's going to inform your music too if you're if you have a a, ba- a group of people that you like playing with it's uh and hanging with it's it's going to inform your music now there's there's also classic examples of bands that didn't get along that were successful right oh yeah but uh, ramones included you know yeah. but i i don't know how much joy there was in it for them i i, I can only imagine that maybe when they hit the stage everything else you forget about it till you got to get back. <laughs> yeah, show must yeah. go on, right? And maybe sometimes uh, that tension can uh, could actually in, uh, have an influence on the music too. Yeah. I don't know, but I think ultimately, if you can find people that you like uh, playing with and hanging out with, and 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 also back to our longevity, and in addition to those two points, I would say, you know, there's got to be some kind of musical spark or some kind of um, chemistry alchemy that happens when you play together and uh i really believe that we have 
our own brand of that. And I, I don't think we could have been around this long without it, you know? I will say, going back to something you just said when you talk about, you know, you don't know how much joy's in that, but that you're sure that maybe that tension offers its own. I, I, I would definitely agree with that with certain bands. It might add to the sound they're trying to, to get to. But I will say that when it comes to the smithereens, you can hear the joy in the music. You can tell you guys are enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. Like it's it's oh, thanks. audible. Like it is and and it's infectious because when you're listening to it. So Matt calls me today and he's like, you know, I've been I've been you know, listening to some smithereen stuff and I actually He's like, have you heard the? Have you heard some of the covers they do? <laughs> and I actually, yeah. I'm a fan, and highly, I highly, highly, I have not heard some of these covers, so I've, now I get to go listen to it tomorrow. But he's like, it was so much fun to listen to. So we, you definitely hear that in the stuff that you guys do. It's part well, of probably that, what makes you so enjoyable for me to listen to. I'm glad that comes through, and we did a couple shows this summer, where, um, the, in one in particular, with an opening band, we were hanging out with after. We played, and the guy was uh, from this particular band was really um, he really dug our show, and he was really pumped up. and He and he said to me, he says, "Ah, uh, you guys just exude joy. It really comes through. <laughs> uh, probably in our live show, it's even more immediate, you know, because yeah. we really. I mean, and you know, the thing is too. I think it's important to, and, and this goes back to your question of longevity. But you know, we." We really still have the spirit that we did when we started playing. We, we, we never take it for granted. And um, when we hit the stage, we feel like we're 17 again. And we try to play with that kind of attitude and that sense of fun. And you know, it, it should be fun, too. That, yeah. That's the other thing I tell people when they ask for advice is just have, you know, do a good job, make good music, but really have fun. And it will come across and it will... Uh, it will benefit you in the long run. So we need to address some of the cool stuff. Uh, can you tell us, and, and what can you tell us about the Lost album? Because this is sure. exciting um, stuff. In 1993, we found ourselves between record deals, and um, we had a batch of songs, and we decided to go in the studio and self-produce a project. So we did. We um, At that point, we had recorded our first two EPs in New York City, and then our first album, especially for you, was also done in New York. We used to work uh, primarily at the record plant, pretty legendary studio in New York. But then, uh, then we went to Los Angeles for the next three LPs: Green Thoughts, Eleven, and Blow Up. Anyway, so when we were between record deals, we were back home in New Jersey and New York. And so we decided to record at this place called Crystal Sound on West 19th Street. We went in there and we drove to work. We didn't have to, and we slept in our own beds. We didn't have to leave our homes for period, long periods of time. And it just felt, okay, this is good. We can stay focused, keep our nose to the grindstone. And so we recorded, geez, about at least two dozen songs, maybe more. And um, uh, half of that batch of material were tunes that later were re-recorded when we signed with RCA. Uh, that, and those re-recorded versions ended up on the album A Date with the Smithereens in 1994. Uh, but we had this other batch of material that just uh, kind of stayed behind, I guess you would say. There is no good rhyme or reason why we didn't. Well, I guess the, the reason we didn't, put those out any before recently is because we had record deals and we owned those. I guess we could have licensed them, but we were always writing new stuff and sure. looking forward and moving forward. So this, these tunes just hung out in the vaults <laughs> all these years. And we always thought it, that the, the, these songs hung together pretty well as an album. And we, we are going through our, um, our archives and uh, getting ready to prepare a bunch of releases from, from what we have, and uh, we have quite a, a stash of uh, of recordings that go back to 1980. But anyway, the, these 12 songs seem to hang together real well, and all we needed to do was sequence it, master it, and put some graphics together. And fortunately, I snapped a lot of photos back then, and uh, <laughs> those uh, images adorn the package. And they capture the spirit of the sessions pretty well, too. We had a lot of fun making it, and... Uh, so we just thought the time was right. We're gearing up to do a new studio album of new material next year, but we thought this would be good to release in between and in the meantime. So, uh, so far the reaction has been very positive. So, uh, 
it's a we're, we're really happy to finally really, have it out there really cool thing i i was pretty excited yeah. when like yeah. Uh, yeah like i can't believe like to me it was just like I called. I called Matt. I said, "Dude, I got to tell you what we get to talk about, man." And I was yeah. very excited. So. <laughs> we have a lot of conversations on our way home from work. Yeah, we and... do that a lot. <laughs> we talk. <laughs> where, where are Where are you guys? Where do, Where are Are you located? Uh, so actually, we are nowhere near each other. I'm in uh, yep. Cincinnati, actually. Ah, yep. yeah. And I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. Oh wow! Yeah, great. Yep. We met uh, years ago doing similar stuff to what we're doing now, and. Uh, we became friends through it, and then we met in person, and we always joke to everybody. We live nowhere near each other, but we he's one of my best friends. We talk numerous times. I talk to him more than I talk to people that live right by me. So, so yeah. uh-huh. it's a really cool thing. Including that technology. his wife. Yeah. Who, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's easy to do those kind of things yeah. these days, isn't it? Yeah, technology yeah. Well, at least is kind of It wasn't at that. first, trust me. Yeah, we, it took some work. <laughs> we had to learn. It yeah. was a learning curve. So. Yeah. Learning audio and all that. It's like, oh, oh yeah. But yeah. We're, and now we're working on learning video stuff, too. So that's uh-huh. a whole, yeah. whole other so, thing. So so Matt but, uh, has a weird yeah. question that we ask almost everyone. Matt, do you want to yes. knock this one out? I do indeed. And uh, the answer to this question can be no, and, and that's totally fine. Uh, there's no need to justify it. But we ask this question to everybody, and we want to know, have you ever had any a- interaction with Weird Al Yankovic? I am maybe the only drummer except for Bermuda Schwartz that played on a Weird Al track. See? Nice. <laughs> Which track? Okay. Yeah, we got to know. <laughs> oh, can you give me a second? Sure. Absolutely. Sure. It, it was, or maybe you could look it up. It was on, um, I'll see if I can it was on a Dr. Demento tribute record. Okay. Uh, if you look that up real quick, Dr. Demento tribute record, Weird Al. I don't remember what the song was. We just, um, there's this weird thing where Weird Al permeates like every musician yeah, we, we speak to. He keeps to. popping up. It's like he's there somehow. He talks that like he, I don't know. He always seems to be around. So you've met him, I assume. Then No, no, actually. No, um, okay. I cut the track. Uh, he was not at the session, uh, so I did not meet him. I do know Bermuda, his drummer, who's That's a very cool. cool guy. By all accounts, um, uh, he, he's a really friendly, you know, outgoing guy. And I will say about his band, like I've said for years, I don't feel like you, you were talking about Bermuda. And I'm like, I don't think people understand how talented these guys are, man. They are like, no, no, they're great. They're really talented musicians. I, be, I, you know, people lump them in as novelty, but it's, right. it's for real stuff, yes. you know? And um, I would say, I, even though I haven't met him, I heard him on, um, I think he was on Gilbert Gottfried's podcast, and that, which is a fabulous podcast. Yeah. There are so many great guests. I don't know if you've heard it, but, um, but Weird Al was on there and he was, he was a great guest and yeah, he just seemed like a nice fella and uh, had a lot of good stories. Yeah. You know, I think that here's another thing I think when our first album came out, he was, I forget if he had to ask artists permission or how it worked to parody a song, but I think he was considering uh, doing a parody of blood and roses and calling it bloody noses. It sounds like something he would have done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty, but cool. it never happened. It never came to pass. Uh, the other person that we've found that people have a weird interaction with is uh, <laughs> David Byrne. Yeah. Ever. Have you ever, have you ever met David Byrne? Matter of fact, I have. Um, <laughs> oh, two, oca- two occasions where I there was one time I didn't meet him this time, but I think it was nineteen seventy. What year did the first Pretenders album come out? Oh, come out was that eighty or or I before say that seventy nine? Maybe. Yeah, that sounds about right. Nineteen seventy nine. A good friend of mine was working college promo for Sire, and he had to have a meeting uh, at the Sire brownstone i think it was uptown in manhattan i i went with him and i just remember as we walked into the office there was a whole photo shoot set up and david byrne was was doing a photo shoot so that was one time um another time was in 76 see we used to go to cbgb's quite a bit you know uh in those days and um we we would see talking heads play and uh one night i don't I didn't see them this other particular night. There was a a few bands that were playing uh, at CB's that night, and I did want to see Talking Heads, but I 
miss them for whatever reason. But here's my encounter with David Byrne. He was standing outside the club uh, talking with somebody. And I said, uh, David, excuse me, can you tell me what time you go on tonight? He says, I think 10 o'clock. That was it. <laughs> He's we'll magical. We'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take it. Uh, <laughs> it's a good story. So that he was is the, magical. David Byrne is magical. Yeah. So you asked for it. Hey, we've we've gotten some fun stories. Yeah, about him, we've so, heard yeah, some. He always seems to be appearing appear, out of you know in airplanes yeah. next to Jay's family members. Yeah. And oh, really? Yeah, Stephen Tobolowski on a bike. You know. Wow. <laughs> so. He's a, yeah, it's funny, right? But you're saying he he and Weird Al are the two figures that yeah. keep cropping up somehow. Yep, yep. in it's our weird. in our show, people Keeps have happening. stories about them that just come out, and so we just started making it part of the show to just ask. Just ask. Yeah, we just asked. Hey, anybody got a story about Weird Al? That's a good um, gimmick. Yeah. So I looked up this tribute album you're talking to, and I need to hear this entire thing. It's a great uh, record. Great yeah, record. it yeah. it looks like Weird Al did "Beat on the Brat" by the Ramones. That sounds right. Yeah, and it was cool. on an album called "Covered in Punk." That's it. Yeah, uh, I played I, I played on a couple other tracks on there, including one that Adam West sings yeah, on. Yeah, Adam West ID. Nice. Yeah, is what what uh, or uh, the thing is what he did. The thing. That's right. Yeah. And also, I played on a track that William Shatner. Oh, I saw that Garbage Man, I think it is. Yep, Garbage Man. That is and then, uh, excellent. I also played on the Uncle Floyd song. Do you, are you guys hip to Uncle Floyd at all? Uh, I'm not. Uh, would that be Shaving Cream that you did? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. Uncle Floyd had a, a TV show on the... You, I, you might be too young. Do you, do you remember what the UHF TV is? It was oh, a, yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah, you do. It's okay. all on UHF. Yeah, yeah so he had, a, he had a UHF... Uh, show and it was kind of uh, kind of like a kiddie show but it, it really was for for grown-ups but it was based on things like soupy sales and uh, old kid shows uh and he, he would have um skits and he had a cast but he also had bands on a lot uh including well the smithereens were on there five times and um ramones would play there a lot of local bands would get booked uh lesser known acts and um also, um, uh, people like Squeeze, Jan and Dean nice. appeared on there. Anyway, so he he's a local legend, and he's one of the funniest men I've ever heard do stand-up or host a show. So anyway, I was happy to play on his cut, too. And I will tell you right now, you just mentioned Squeeze. My wife is a huge fan of Squeeze and of the Smithereen. She, when I told her we were going to be talking to you, she's like, you know, I saw them in concert like about two years ago. <laughs> So I was like, I know, well, you know keep bragging about we did it. <laughs> Do you mean she saw us when we opened for Squeeze, that tour? It, it is very, when was that? Cause that it was is, 1988. Oh, no, I, 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 she saw you guys re, like within the last like four four years or so. I know it's been, oh, okay. I, I always forget there's that we, year that time forgot with COVID. We all kind of forget about that year, but yeah. it was somewhere within yeah. the last three or four years. And she keeps bragging to me about it because I haven't got to see you guys live and I would love to. So. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, we, we did a whole summer tour with Squeeze in 88. And yeah, that was, she, she would have loved that. That was great. She would have loved We really that. enjoyed it. Yeah. So are you guys doing any touring right now or is there, you know, anything like that? Any plans for, yeah. for any of that? Well, yeah, we, it's not, we're not doing like a tour per se where we're out the whole time in, in sure. a bus and we're out for weeks on end. What we do mostly is extended weekends, mostly fly dates. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, we do appreciate you, you coming on before we do let you go though. Um, can you, maybe take a moment to let the folks at home know where they can kind of follow you guys to, to catch up on things like uh, when you're going to be playing somewhere where they might be able to find the albums, things along those lines. Yes. We have a website called official smithereens.com. And we also have a, a Facebook page and uh, all the information should be there. And I would also like to remind folks that we are re reissuing our Christmas album this year on vinyl it came out, I think, in 07 or 08, and uh, it'll it'll be, yeah, it'll be out for Christmas gift giving uh, very soon. And uh, it's it's a it's a cool record, if I say so myself. It's a <laughs> it's a fun album, and we were really happy with the way it turned out. So uh, that's another thing for our fans to look forward to. Yeah, there's <laughs> a, it's it's available Just as a. Uh, 45 and a Christmas card bundle for $17 on their website right now. That's actually, huh. that's a, I'm, I'm, 
It's a yeah. really good deal. Cyber stalking <laughs> you guys right now. That's a really, really good deal. <laughs> hey, while you're there, pick up the cover CD. It's pretty great. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that the cover CD was uh that was a and that's on vinyl as well. That was a collection of you know when we were making albums and we had a little downtime or extra time in the studio, we would just cut some of our favorite songs, and uh, we found over the course of forty some years that we amassed quite a few of them. So the time was right to compile that that's, and put it out too. And people really like that album. It's it's a fun record. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of fun. I think people enjoy when they hear like bands that they like going back and covering bands that they like. You know, I think that right. Kind of, I think yeah, that, yeah. People, I know we just did that one recently where they went back yeah. and covered a bunch of bands. I think you, it, it's kind of cool because we get to hear some of what what I would assume are some of your influences and some of the band's influences and just songs. Hey, I just think that's a cool song, you know? So I, I, I think people appreciate that a lot. So, yeah, I, I like hearing it. Yeah. Me I too. like hearing, uh, my favorite bands do pay tribute to yeah. their, their roots too. Yeah, sure. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Well, Matt, um, I think that we'll, we'll let them go for now. I, I, I yeah. really don't want to keep you much longer, but, uh, we really we appreciate one more thing though. We do. One more thing. Uh, we yeah. really appreciate ha- having you though. Would love to talk to you sometime in the future. Maybe if you get a few more minutes, uh, I'd love to just Absolutely. Talk, talk about the history yeah. of, of music sometime. Um, but uh, it was great having you on. Um, okay, can I, can I plug one more thing? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You know, I have a um, a weekly streaming radio show that I do on wfmu.org. And uh, it's on the Rock and Soul stream. You can find it there at the website. And every Wednesday from 2 to 4 p.m., I, uh, I do a show called Denny's Den. And you could tune in there or you can listen. It's archived, too. So if you go to the Rock and Soul stream archives at WFMU.org, you can find it and listen to it anytime. And, uh, you know, I dig, in, dig into my collection and I play stuff that I want to hear and I think my listeners would like to hear and it's really a lot of fun. So if you have a chance, please check it out. Denny's oh, Den. It'll be going right into my stuff. I always look for stuff. I have a bit of a commute each day. Um, so I always look listening, looking for things to listen to in the commute. So, yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> so I appreciate Thank that. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And I know we could probably get into some good tears on some other stuff next oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like I said, we tried to keep it to a little simpler just because we wanted you to be able to get where you needed to go. But, man, I Thank could you. ask you so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, we'll do it again for yeah, sure. I look forward to maybe it. Maybe when the next year when the new album comes out or maybe we'll find some other excuse to do it. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be great. Oh. Appreciate it. Thanks, fellas. Yeah. And I'll see you in Cincinnati. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Have a good night, and thank you. All right, thank you. All right. Bye. All right, bye. Oh, my God. You're listening to the mixtape. And now, back to the show. And as Matt is so apt to say, and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> so there you go. There was our interview with uh, Dennis Dyken from the Smithereens. Uh, it was a really good time. We really appreciate Dennis coming on the show. We want to encourage all of you to go check out everyone we play here on the show. Any artists we talk about, any movie we talk about, please check them out. Even the bad ones. And we do talk about some bad movies, but we do encourage you guys to give some support to those people who create these things because, you know, it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. So please go check all of them out. With that being said, uh, also, please go subscribe to us. We would appreciate it. Please and thank you. Like, uh, comment, and subscribe, as they say in YouTube land. Yeah. Do all the things. Do all the ring that, things. Ring that bell notification. Let me ring Gotta get used to saying shit like that. What does that mean to ring the bell? I know. I mean, on I YouTube? Subs- yeah, I subscribe to stuff all the time. What the hell is that? Like a like? So, yeah, like on, there's already on YouTube, a, there's a little... There's a bell icon. Right, I know. And when you hit that, it sends you notifications for that, like saying, hey, there's oh, a new video. Oh, that's, so that's to so subscribe if you ring that notifications. Bell, I gotcha. Yeah, like you can subscribe and then it'll just say like, hey, notify me when a new video's out. I gotcha. Like, so oh, the ring and the, the bell is actually just the please notify me selection. Yes. All right. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, and there's also the little thumbs up. Uh, there. There is no yeah, thumbs down, link. so don't ever hit that. Just only hit the yeah, thumbs Yeah, please don't up. hit that. That doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist in our world. Like in a, um, YouTube's gaslighting everybody into thinking that you can't like, like yeah. dislike a video. Gaslighters. Um, yeah. I want to say uh, real quick, well, I, I, again, you know, 
awesome interview. Um, Dennis was a great dude. The Smithereens, they are out. They're playing shows right now. Um, please go out if you get the chance. Uh, Matt and I talk about it in the interview a lot, but uh, they go check out their some of the covers they've done. Definitely check out yeah. their original stuff. I mean, they've been around for a long time, and I, I, you know, they're still the fact that they're still out there and they're still releasing stuff is awesome. Um, so we talk about it. the The new album, the Lost album, is available. You can go out and buy that now. On top of that, they're working on some new material and uh, very, like I said, this band's been influencing bands forever. So I think it's cool to go back and show appreciation for, you know, the origins of of the things we listen to today, especially. So please go do that. I want to take just a minute before we end this episode to kind of explain. We keep talking about the YouTube stuff. I thought maybe we would take a moment to tell people exactly what to yeah. expect? Well, we don't know exactly what to expect. And we don't know what to expect from one minute to the next no. whenever we're recording this. this is like true. all hell breaks it loose does. every time every we record. Episode. We think we got a down. Whether pat. it's something we say or malfunctioning microphones you know, or we think we got programs shit down, down, but we don't. We really don't. Yeah. Um, but what we think they can expect. So um, it won't be in every episode. At least I don't think it'll. It won't be every episode will be on YouTube. That's not that's or that's not how this is going to work. Um, I mean, if we get it running smoothly enough, maybe, maybe. who knows? We'll, we'll see. Probably that won't be the case. What we may do though is release interviews, just the interview on YouTube, and that won't be that exciting because there'll be images and stuff to go along with it. But you know, not not we, we're not going to have them on video often. You know, there would have been times yeah. it would have been cool, like Cybertronic Spree, but. Yeah. Um, what you can expect is moving forward, the Twisted Kids will be up there. So whenever we do a Twisted Kid video, uh, you're going to get to see us review it on YouTube now with a uh, complete with clips of the movie. And, and I think that'll be a lot of fun uh, because we have some interesting reactions because we watch some interesting films, <laughs> to say the least. And boy, yeah. do we have some even more interesting ones coming up. One of the things we, I don't know if any of them will be as interesting as Street Trash, but, you know, we'll try. One of the things, speaking of which, go show some, show some love to Horror Hound. Horrorhoundweekend.com, Aaron and Nathan over there, great dudes, so go check them out. Uh, one of the things we want, we hope to do a little more of in the future, and we are working on it with uh, some of the Twisted Kids we plan on putting out, is doing um, interviews that coincide so episodes of this show that kind of coincide with some of the Twisted Kids we put out. So we hope to release the Twisted Kid and then doing do an interview with somebody related to that movie. So that's something we've been working on a lot, and it looks like we've got some possibilities coming up on that. So stick around for that. I don't know when yeah. the YouTube we're getting we're getting close to the YouTube channel to to, to launch. Um, just working out a few more bugs and I'm sure we'll continue to work out bugs even after it does. Um, but I think we're almost to the point where we're ready to do the first of the videos. So we're getting real yeah. close. So, um, Matt's been helming all that. So we appreciate all that. He, he also helms the Instagram. So the fact that it sucks is all on Matt's shoulders. I can't, I can't help you. I yeah, pick, much, yeah. I pick on you, but I, I'm not an Instagram guy. I do have my Instagram and I do get on there occasionally, but I'm not. I'm not a regular Instagram person, so get on there from time to time to time. Uh, I'm the TikTok and the Twitter guy, um, and I I'm will probably get to the point with the YouTube channel that our TikTok and our YouTube play well together. Um, that's not to say they'll have the same things on it, but sometimes they will, and uh, we'll probably bounce off the two a lot. Those are our two videos. So uh, again. Thank you, Dennis, for coming on the show. Thank you to all the people we've gotten to talk to. Um, we really always appreciate it. Uh, hopefully you guys uh, are enjoying the interviews and the shows. Uh, we have another interview on next week's episode, and it's a really cool one. Uh, then we go back to a couple of regular episodes. Um, again, we got some cool mixtapes. And uh, honestly, in a couple of weeks, I'll just go ahead and let it, the cat out of the bag. Meow. Uh, in a couple of weeks will be the we we came up with a weird idea and I think it turned out to be kind of fun. We just talk about fictional bands. Uh bands from television and movies and we kind of go over our list of some of the best ones 
and some of their hit songs and, and why they were so cool. So that'll be coming in a couple of weeks. And then we've got more mixtapes coming out. So be looking forward to all of those. Matt, am I forgetting anything? Matt, you were messing around and muted yourself. Forgot about the phone number. Well, that's what you're here Yes, <laughs> I was messing around <laughs> and uh, muted myself there. Yeah. So, everybody, if you'd like to call us and leave a voicemail, oh my God. Every time. you can do so by calling 513-437-2377, a.k.a. 513-HE-RED-77. <laughs> you know, it's so much harder to do <laughs> when I can see him fuck hell. up. <laughs> <laughs> just watch the fuck up happen. Uh, it's 513-HE-RED-77. Yes, please uh, actually give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. We've actually received a voicemail, so I do. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I need to put that on one of the shows. Um, but we do appreciate it when we receive voicemails and emails and all that. You can always email us at yourmixtapepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on all of our social media. And please show love to the bands we talk about. And all of the friends of the podcast. I think that's it. I think that will uh, finish out this episode of the Mixtape Podcast. Um, we appreciate all you guys. We love all you guys. And until next we speak, remember to always stay, stay awesome. Stay awesome. Even when we can see each other, we're not going to get it right. <laughs>
What's up, gang? I just wanted to shout you guys out for uh, hosting that event at Humblemont Brewery in Cincinnati uh, with Lloyd Kaufman showing off hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm. That was such a fun evening, and I uh, had such a fun time getting to uh, hear some of your all's musical taste. So uh, keep on rocking. Love you all. Peace.